Hello everyone, welcome to the Portable Magic Dispenser. My name is Lucas Maxwell and I'm the librarian here at Glenthorne High School. I'm going to talk to you today about creating a podcast for your school library. I don't mean a podcast like this, but a podcast is run by students, which I've been doing for also for five years. It's a podcast called um, Booklings Chat. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've really enjoyed helping to create it and get it running. Um, the students are really involved with it and kind of have taken it to all kinds of new levels. Um, and I'm really just hoping to share a few things that I've learned. Um, really, the first thing is that to give them control. So um, it can be quite easy to take over and kind of meddle. Um, and, and I fully understand that you have to be kind of like their manager. They're, you know, they're, of course, they're the adult in the room. But um uh, for the most part, I, I've given them complete control, and what I mean by that is they named it, so they gave, they came up with a name. It's called Booklings Chat, which is a uh, a name that was made by one of our book club students um, who called the book club the Booklings, and it kind of carried over from there. Um, they also uh, we uh, a lot of, a few of them happen to be you know interested in music, so they they play they created their own little um, intro and outro song which was really cool and um we did that in the we have a little tiny uh, uh recording studio in the school which is really cool and they did that and they also recorded audio you know vo vocal i should say uh <clears throat> intros and outros and it's been great because i mean just because of the passage of time some of those students have left the school and to still be able to hear those voices and things like that is really cool they, you know that'll be always there forever they will be a part of this podcast and um, they've used their own instruments and things like that, so it's completely their um, their creation. And we also went on Canva and had them. They made their own logo for it. Um, we had a little competition between them. You know, who could, uh, which one would get the most likes on Instagram or something like that. They they didn't they didn't seem to my. I offered to like rotate it around, but they liked the one that was chosen, so we did that one. Um, I fully recommend giving this kind of control because it'll be a lot of fun and it kind of lets them know right off the bat that, that you know they own this podcast. This is um, this is for them. Now, um, how we run it is that we have a theme. So um, you should have a theme and a focus. Otherwise, it can go off the rails. Um, our theme is obviously books. So you could do one of two things. In my opinion, you could have them do a weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly um, podcast where they discuss their favorite books, what they've been reading, and things like that. Um, we have been very fortunate that we are we have some authors that are able to visit um, the library and the school. So every time uh, someone visits, I ask them if they could take 20 minutes, and that's another thing. You should choose a time. They, I, I like 20 to 25 minutes. It's quick. Uh, a lot of people don't have a lot of time these days. And neither do we in schools, as everybody knows, who works in a school or who has families, of course. And, you know, everybody, nobody has enough time. So have, giving that author, asking that author, I should say, you know, do you have 20 minutes to spare? I We offer to um, compensate them for their time. I always try to do that because I feel like when authors visit schools, they're often kind of taken advantage of in that way. They're like, do this, do that. Oh, by the way, we, we would like you to do this. And they haven't been paid for it. Um, and I, I hate to hear those stories. And I do hear those stories. So I'm hyper aware of that. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I try to say, look, if you, you know, if you charge us, uh, then that's fine. I, I try to say that. It, I understand people's budgets are tight. Um, we are not a independent school with a bottomless bucket of money. Uh, trust me. So 
I fully understand that. But we are very fortunate that some authors have been coming to visit. So I say, can you take 20 minutes out of your day and have these students interview? And I've never had a no, of course, unless there's been like some sort of, uh, we had one author once who's, um, their car broke down. So <laughs> I won't name and shame their, uh, their car issues, but, uh, they just had to leave and get that dealt with. Um, but you're th- you should have a theme and your theme could be anything it doesn't have to be books you, the library could just be the space it could be you know news current events things that they want to do but our students enjoy the interview kind of thing so this it, it takes some planning and discussion so what i would recommend is you know getting a team together i wouldn't uh to be honest i wouldn't recommend unless you do it on a rotational basis i really would try to keep it under 10 you know 5 to 7 so you don't need i'll go into equipment in a minute um but it takes some planning so you need to work out who wants to be on the team you have to be very upfront with them and say look this is going to require you to be quite you know you don't need i guess maybe not articulate but that is a good thing but also they need to be they want to they should be able to express themselves and want to express themselves unless you want someone who maybe is a bit more quiet and shy which we've had in the past who's more interested in um, running the you know the the recording side the editing side which we can go into um, in a minute but usually our authors that visit are really really um, open to this idea and love it and I also recommend creating a schedule and this is extremely tricky in a public and school library because people are busy again um, however creating at least a loose schedule with your teens can help a great deal uh, and ensure that they take it pretty seriously it also gives you something to look forward to. It's kind of like scheduled, scheduled fun. Um, we don't have a strict schedule because of our theme, but you know we don't have authors on a continuous basis. But when I know an author's coming, we know when it's happening. So it's you know well in advance. So it is something that they look forward to. Consistency is key, of course. So finding the equipment, you don't need. Um, much really to start a podcast you can use something as simple as an iphone if you're allowed to have one out in your school my advice is to use a laptop hopefully your school has one if not you could use an ipad or anything like that um and i would say download the program audacity a u d a c i t y it's free and very simple to use i could go in a i should do a podcast really on how to use audacity but um i you know it's very simple it's got a very simple record button and you know you can select parts of your track you can delete your track um parts of it you know stuff that maybe you want to cut out etc um i think it looks a little complicated when you first open open it but it's you're, you're very much into it when if you if you open audacity connect a headset click record you've basically got yourself a podcast so essentially uh, if you have a headset with a mic that you, you can get for like $10, 10 pounds, whatever. Um, I would recommend that. We are, again, uh, extremely fortunate that about six years ago, our students, um, uh, the Bookling students said, we want to do a podcast. We want to do something where we interview people, etc." And I said, well, let's, we have no money. So let's, let's write a grant. And we did write a grant to something called Reading Hack. I, and uh, the, I have a gut feeling that it no longer exists, but you're welcome to give it a shot. Um, and we won, you know, we won this 500 pound grant, uh, and we got all podcasting equipment and it has been an absolute lifesaver. If you find yourself with a good budget, I cannot recommend something called an H6 handy recorder. Um, you will never look back. It is 
portable, tough as nails. You can connect uh, good mics to it. It's you know the, it's got an SD card where you can hold tons and tons of information on. So H6 handy recorder, um, and you can connect headphones to it. So we connect like a splitter to it, so multiple students can sit around and listen to the and hear themselves when they record and hear the author. So really recommend that. Um, there, there's also hundreds if not more hosting sites you need somewhere to put your your podcast i really recommend buzzsprout which um allows um three months free and then it does charge so you do have to keep that in mind as well we also use um soundcloud which is free for um, a certain amount of information and then it does charge as well there are also uh, two more that are highly recommended uh one is called captivate and one is called transistor they all offer free hosting up to a certain point. If you are regularly uploading podcasts, there is going to be a cost involved, and that's something you need to consider. Um, one reason why I use Buzzsprout is because it is ridiculously simple to use, and I don't—I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but of course. But you upload, edit, schedule your show. It literally takes minutes. Um, it offers tons of advice as well and information on how to make your podcast more effective. You can get your podcast uploaded to iTunes really quickly, which is really cool. I think it would be awesome for the students to know that their their show was on iTunes. Um, then you want to promote it. Um, whether you're in a public or school library, there's tons of ways to promote your podcast or get people excited. Um, in both kinds of libraries, you can create book displays with your podcast logo or artwork surrounded by books that are related to radio, broadcasting, podcasting, or books that are related to your theme. Um, for example, we created a display uh, once that was books by all the authors that we were able to interview. It was a great way to get the word out there. Um, if your library uses social media, you can create your own Twitter, or Instagram, or even TikTok uh, channel specifically for a podcast if you're allowed to do that. Um, if you have a social media policy that allows that, um, this is an extremely po- popular way to get more listeners. Um, what I would also recommend is using a website called Canva, which I've talked a lot about before. It is a free graphic design um, program. And if you go into Canva, create a free account, and on the search thing, if you type in um, Instagram posts, which um, is kind of like a, obviously a Watt square post you can it has tons of different um i don't know what what i should say templates and uh, backgrounds and things like that based you have to find the theme that fits you really but um what i suggest is creating an account and going in there and really checking it out and making it a cool logo for your um for your podcast so again our students um we did like a little competition which one so they all created a logo for the booklings chat podcast and i said i'm going to put them all on instagram at the same time and give it a few days i forget how many days i gave it now this is like six years ago so um give it a few days and we'll see which one gets the most likes and that will be our our post and i had you know make sure that they were cool with that and they were all fine with that they thought it was hilarious and we did it and the one that was chosen is like this cool kind of blue one with this retro kind of a stereo with uh i think it doesn't have a book on it but it's just booklinks chat listen to your favorite authors and it just looks cool it's like very minimalist and sleek um so really recommend canva now 
Here's some ways I recommend getting the word out about your podcast. Um, so I don't know how many schools do this, but some schools have video platforms around their their corridors, or some schools allow um, and can pipe that into different classrooms. If you can work that out with your tech team, I'd really recommend it. We currently don't do that, but it's something that I would really enjoy doing. If you have like a, if you're doing one a podcast where the students are creating something that's like maybe topical or newsworthy or they have interviewed someone and you want to share that that would be really cool um i have done things like where i've just emailed all the staff and said um you know our students have just uh, created this podcast and they've interviewed they were really lucky they interviewed our first interview was with a guy named chris riddell who is an amazing um artist author um children's laureate um you know just a huge figure in literature here in the UK and you've seen once you've seen his illustrations he works a lot with Neil Gaiman um is amazing and it was a great interview and he was very funny and cool and and amazing to have here so um they interviewed him as our first interview and we we kind of just spread that around and it got a lot of you know attention from our, our teachers and things like that who maybe weren't aware that the that the the podcast was even happening so there was another one we had where i can't recommend enough is with alex weedle an amazing author here in the uk who's had an extraordinary life and i have discussed his um his presence here before and he his interview was really had a huge impact i think on me and i feel like on the students as well so and i would spread those around and i also send the links home to parents in the parent newsletter staff briefings i talk about it i ask teachers if you know most of them are never free but if you're ever free and you want to come in and listen check it out how it works it's really interesting to see i I try to make it a big deal for the author um one author you know claimed that it was uh better than the bbc so that's um that's a little feather in our cap so they have been interviewed by the bbc i don't mean to put down the bbc i don't know why i'm attacking the bbc but um shots fired bbc um (laughs) it's it's just something i try to make it into a big deal um have the headphones set up have the equipment set up the students are ready so how it works with us is that um the students, I try really hard to make sure the students have read the book, are aware of the books of the authors, and they come up with the questions for the authors. And they, um, uh, I will, go, you know, if they feel like, look, sir, I'm, uh, we don't, we only have like ten questions. I try to have like fifteen to twenty questions just in the bank. And there are some tips for them that I try to try to, um, I try to impart to them, especially when they're interviewing someone. And, and the main thing is that listening is key. So. There is a tendency, and it's not their fault, because if you're brand new to, you know, I'm I'm not an, any expert, but if you're brand new to interviewing someone, sometimes you're nervous and you're just waiting to get to the next question and you haven't really listened to what they've said. And really what they have just said may have led you down a really great path. And if you just kind of like, yep, okay, now this question. Um, I think just sitting back and trying to relax and listening is really crucial and has really made a difference and letting them um kind of take the time you know letting them um letting there be dead space there can be dead air because that can always be edited out and i think that's something to tell them in advance like look they don't need to worry about not being themselves or messing up because in my experience 
the interviews where the students have kind of gone off script and been themselves are the best. They kind of tend to stick to the script because they're comfortable with that, and I completely understand that and don't blame them. But I think that the best ones are where they've just gone off script and just talked about things themselves. And when we were in lockdown, we were doing one or two a week with the students. Um, and, you know, they were interviewing amazing authors uh, like Louisa Reed. Uh, we did We interviewed Holly Bourne. We interviewed Kieran Mill, um, oh, Millwood Hargrave. Sorry about that. Um, and just amazing authors and really, really cool people that in that instance, I could tell that things were obviously very stressful for everybody, but it was kind of cathartic for the students, I feel like, and also for the, I felt like for the authors, they really enjoyed it, seemed to anyway, but um, it was something where it was very real and kind of quite powerful in my opinion because there was there, there was less of a script because I, it wasn't in the library. I was in my house. They were in their homes. They were doing this, stuff. like they had the questions themselves. I wasn't, I really had no hand in other than providing the platform and I was kind of like doing, you know, setting it up. Here we go. We're going to do this now. Um, so it was, um, that was really cool, uh, to see them do that. Now, no matter what your, um, what kind of podcast you're running, just trying to teach them to be themselves and not worry about making mistakes because mistakes can be edited. Now with audacity it's super simple. I could, I could easily go into it. If you're in audacity, so if you're doing this now and you're thinking, well, you paused this and you're in audacity and you want to know how to um, edit out a uh, a mistake or anything like that, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, the first thing to know that is super helpful is that um, holding down control and pressing 1 will zoom in to a track, and you can zoom right in as far as you want to get rid of little tiny mistakes or little tiny noises. Uh, holding down control and pressing 3 will zoom back out. If you have multiple tracks, okay, and you want to delete um, a section from all maybe four or five tracks at once, you hold down control, hold down shift, and press, oh, sorry, don't do that right away. You take the um, select button, so it's like a selection tool button, which looks like a big eye. You click that, you click and drag your mouse along the track that you want, just on one track. Um, to get rid of and if you want to get rid of that section on every single track you hold down control hold down shift hold and then press the letter k and that will select every track on that um in uh, every section on, on every track if that makes sense every section you've just selected then just press delete um or control x which will delete that part of the track now if you have a track that has come in and it is super low and muffled, there's, I mean, there's some things you can do. I am not an expert, but what you can do on the left-hand side, you'll see the word gain on that part of the track. Bring that gain up as much as you can without it sounding too fuzzy or distorted. Uh, you have to kind of listen back to it. And you can also click, uh, select the entire track, track, <laughs> click effect, and then click amplify and then turn the amplify up a little bit. Don't go too high. And you'll see, it'll take a few seconds, and you'll see the whole track kind of expand, okay? So that's um, a, few trick, a few tricks. You can also find, if you find yourself needing music, 
There's royalty-free music that is completely uh, Creative Commons music on Pixabay Music. So it's P-I-X-A-B-A-Y. And I use Pixabay all the time for images, but you can also find great music on there. So that is, um, and you can, you just go to File, uh, Import, Audio, find your track that you've just downloaded from Pixabay Music, and click Open. And it will appear. Um, and you're done. Now, after that, you can um, move the entire track over if you want. If you need to move the entire track, you click Time Shift Tool at the top middle, which looks like uh, a left arrow and a right arrow with a line in between. And um, <laughs> you may have heard some music because I, I was playing with Audacity and I accidentally clicked on something. Sorry about that. Um, Click on uh, Time Shift tool, which is two arrows, kind of like going in opposite directions. And then you can move the entire track anywhere you want. Um, and then you can file, import your, your audio track, uh, wherever you've uh, recorded it to, probably to Audacity, which is fine. And then, therefore, you can move it around and, and, and shift the intro music straight to the, the, um, the main thing. Now, what I've done is I've recorded the intro and outro separately as two kind of static tracks. And what I mean, I guess I'm using the word static just because I'm making myself sound good. What I mean by static is simply uh, isolated tracks that I've saved on a, on a flash drive. So I upload that track always. Um, and this is because sometimes I forget to ask the students to introduce the podcast if, they, if they're keen and remember. And then sometimes they just launch into it. Um, but I have this kind of like base intro to the, to the podcast. So... I recorded and, and an outro. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, if you're an author listening to this and want to be on the show, contact Mr. Maxwell, give my email, and then it fades into the um, to the to the outro music that they created. And then to fade out or to fade in is very simple. You once again click the uh, selection tool, highlight the part of the track you want, click effect at the top, and click fade in or fade out. And you can do it multiple times to make it fade in even more, uh, and it creates a cool effect. That is really a bare-bones kind of tutorial of Audacity. I find it super easy and fun to use. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. And really, the bottom line is just to have fun with the podcast. It doesn't have to sound like it's, uh, I don't know, I can't think of a podcast that's really professional sounding, you know, This American Life or something from the BBC or something like that. It doesn't need, you don't need to make it sound. But if you have... um, headset and mic and audacity you're really off to the races and you and you can find somewhere to host it or you, even if you just save it on a file and and send it to people um in your school or whatever it, you know if your students are comfortable having their names out there so usually our students just use their first names and i make sure that they're able they're comfortable having their their even their first names um you know posted online or their parents are comfortable with all that so it's one of those things you have to double check but Cannot recommend that stuff enough. Uh, it is a lot of fun. The students love it. I have a waiting, uh, sorry, a growing list of students this year who are desperate to be on the podcast team, which I'm really excited about. What I'm going to do is rotate them around whenever we have a visit. And I think I'm going to let them come in on their own and kind of like discuss their favorite books and stuff like that. So uh, I'd be really interested to see how you guys do yours if you if you do one. And uh, you can always uh, find ours on our uh, website uh, which is um, glenthornlrc.blogspot.com. So thank you very much for listening. Take care, and I'll talk to you later.